Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we are two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One, a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would, at a tailgate, in the backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. This is our first ever picks episode. We are we are here. We have made it to week one, Clint. It's it's happening. These are not the preseason Wyoming Colorado State games. These are the real deal football games. They are starting on Thursday night, uh, and they will continue every day through Monday. Five game days after people. game after game after game. If you have plans that do not involve parking it on a couch in front of a television, surrounded by nachos, I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're doing with your life. You're doing what. something wrong. You're doing a lot of things wrong. I know a lot of you are going to be in Sanford Stadium on Saturday. You are going to be blazing hot because it's going to be 172 degrees. God bless in you. Sanford Stadium. My goodness gracious. Uh, but worth it. Worth it to be there to see the dogs kick off the season against Austin P. We are going to talk about that game we are going to talk about other games of interest uh, and we're going to do it all by giving you our picks we're going to pick some we're going to pick three uh big games of interest uh around college football we're going to pick them against the spread uh hopefully try to give you our uh, input and insight into who's going to win those games then we're going to pick the georgia game against the spread um, I'll talk about that a little bit, and then we will, at the end of the podcast, we will give you our lock of the week. Locks, people. This is going to make you coin. This is it. This is the part where we cash the checks. This is the part where you take this information to the bank, and your friends who don't listen to this podcast are left wondering, man, how did he know about that pick? How did he know about that game? And that's when you tell them, and we will send you mini muffins for telling yes. them. Yes, Daniel and Clint, I don't know if you know them, listen to them, they make you money. That's what we do. That's a lot. This is a lot of talk for yeah. two guys who have not successfully yet picked a game, not even picked a game successfully or otherwise, uh, but we have a lot of confidence. Uh, Clint, how you feeling? Last thoughts heading into the season. By the time our 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 people, our good people are listening to this, it will be a mere hours from the start of the college football season. If if it hadn't already started by the time you're listening to this podcast, how you feeling, Clint? I'm feeling so thrilled. We five days, Daniel, and not and there are some games. Don't let people fool you into believing that tomorrow there aren't games worth watching. 
there are games worth watching tomorrow, people. By, Purdue, by tomorrow, you mean Thursday. Is I, I that mean correct? Thursday, correct. Thursday, which is probably today. Today, you're as you're listening to this. Yeah. It's, it's Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. It's Wednesday night right now, by the way. Uh, so Thursday, as you're listening to this, watch tonight's games. There's going to be some good action. Hopefully, you're betting on some of these games because there's going to be some good action. Good football to be had. Uh, now, so Purdue I'm, Northwestern? Purdue Northwestern, uh, that's a game. That's I'm a sneaker of a game. game. I'm 100% watching it, and you should watch it too, everybody listening. Because there's going to be some players in that game. Uh, I heard one pundit say that Purdue's going to sneak up on a couple people and topple a big contender somewhere down the road. Uh, he was sold. So I don't know if I'm that sold on it, but it's going to be entertaining. And there's a couple other on Friday, Saturday. Clearly, we got a whole slate. Then it continues. It rolls into Sunday Monday. So I'm... I'm thrilled. Daniel, this is fall. This, this is all the this gloriousness. Is this is it. This is the weekend. There are a few weekends in sports. There's the Final Four weekend. There's uh, the NFL Championship weekend, a- NFC, AFC Championship weekend. And there is Labor Day weekend. To me, and, and then, I'm sorry, then there's Masters weekend. So to me, those are the big four weekends. In sports, I understand maybe you've got other sports that you follow, but to me, NFL Championship Weekend, Labor Day Weekend, Masters Weekend, and Final Four Weekend. That this is it. This is one of the big four weekends of the year in sports. So, couldn't be more excited. Uh, before we get into our picks, um, let, re- let me remind you, as always, you can give us a rating, you can give us a review, uh, maybe you wait until after you cash your checks on our picks, uh, maybe you just preemptively, on good faith, give us a, a, a five-star rating, give us a little a good juju coming your way for that, I like that. A, little, a little karma reciprocation coming your way. Uh, for the rating or the review that you leave us, you can subscribe to this podcast. You can tell a friend about this podcast. We would appreciate all those things greatly. Um, uh, and as we get into our picks, uh, we got a listener question, Clint. We got a question yeah, we from a listener uh, that we want to address. Uh, as always, we welcome your feedback, your thoughts. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. You can send us a direct message on there or just uh, at us, um, uh, mention us and ask us a question, something you want us to talk about on the podcast, um, give us some feedback. We got a question um, from a listener and this is what he wants to know. You ready? The question is right now, before seeing a single second of the Austin P game, I want you to tell me if Justin Fields is going to get a meaningful snap in the South Carolina game, week two. Yes. I say yes as well. 100% yes. Tell me me your rationale for saying yes. I wasn't so convinced until I heard two people speak on behalf of Fromm. Now, look, I love Jake Fromm. when, When Kirby Smart came out with such such he didn't name a starter which i don't really care about nobody but, cares that nobody he didn't cares. name a starter except reporters and beat writers no, no if i have to should. listen to another beat writer and there's one in particular and you know who you are you know you know who you are we all know if if quit whining about Please. the way kirby handles his business because guess what we're all fine with it 
we're all fine with how Kirby handles his business. He's he's the damn coach. He can tell me what he wants because he doesn't have to. Anytime he speaks to you, there's more information than he should be giving you. Uh, Correct. Please Correct. stop. Anyway, so when... when uh, So when he came out and was talking about the progression and just how much he's excelled, and there was a little bit of Kirby kind of praising him, which doesn't happen very often in public places for Kirby. I think he was setting something up. I think the game plan is for fields to touch the field a little bit more than people are anticipating and to manage that relationship really well. And to say, hey, Justin's going to come in. He's going to get meaningful snaps. We're going to have packages work for him. I don't know how it's going to work out, but but Kirby is starting to to manage the personality of these two quarterbacks. I don't think Jake needs needs managed at all. Uh, but that that started my thought process through. And the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I thought uh, he can't not touch the field in a meaningful way to either mess with a game plan of somebody else uh, to make some adjustments or to give a wrinkle in something or just because he flat out can't keep him off the field uh, like a James Cook. You know, it sounds like they just are trying mm. to find a spot for the guy. So the more yeah. I hear about other players and coaches speaking on him and Jake, the more I'm convinced he will be part of the game plan. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree that he's going to take the field. I agree that he's going to see meaningful snaps. We, we know, I mean, one could argue... We know he's going to see plenty of snaps against Austin P. One could argue there's no such thing as a meaningful snap against Austin P. Because there's just there's no, there won't ever be a point when the game is in question. But it's, against South Carolina, I think he's going to see meaningful snaps. Let me give you what I think is going to be the most likely scenario in which he sees meaningful snaps. I think he's not going to see the field in the first half at all against South Carolina. But I don't think it's because I think he'll come in mid to early, maybe not first series third quarter, but I think he'll come in mid to early third quarter. Not because I think the game will be out of hand by then, because unfortunately I do not think the game will be out of hand by the mid third quarter, early third quarter against South Carolina. But I think, Kirby will sit on him in the first half as much as he can and then add him in the second half with some halftime adjustments so that uh, Muschamp doesn't have an opportunity to go into the locker room having seen the wrinkles uh, versus if he pulls him out in the third quarter, that, that forces the South Carolina defense to have to adjust on the fly. We're not going to show much against Austin P. Uh, no. Justin Fields is going to come into the game a lot, but he's going to be looking very Jake Frommish when he's in the game against Austin. Or at least he better. That's what that's what Jim Chaney wants him to be doing. It's just dropping back, throwing the ball. You don't want a distinguishable attribute from from Fromm and Fields when that first game hits. You want the tape to look identical. Right. So and that then, all South Carolina has is nothing yeah. to work with. And so then I think I think the most likely scenario in my mind is that you pull out fields in the second half as a wrinkle and he gets maybe three series in the second half of that game that are all meaningful series. But I, I definitely think to answer the question, yes, he will get meaningful snaps. We both are in agreement. He will get meaningful snaps. I think he gets meaningful snaps in every game. Every every single game we will Uh, see him play on some level. And that's not even contingent on injury or performance. I just think regardless, they already have a plan in place to have him come out and play. Right. All right. 
so that's that if you've got again if you've got questions get them to us we'd be happy to talk about them on the podcast but right now we are here to pick games uh we got three games three national games they all happen to involve an sec team this week that will not always be the case we'll pick games of interest from around the country um but there's some three pretty interesting games that involve southeastern conference teams this week so we're going to start in uh atlanta in old mercedes-benz stadium uh we are going to look at auburn washington a game we've already talked about on this podcast um uh, auburn has lost uh three straight games in mercedes-benz stadium uh they don't feel good coming in there well documented um they are coming off a fresh off a loss to ucf in mercedes-benz stadium hello uh gus malzahn earned every cent of that giant extension that he signed by losing to the quote unquote national champions the university of central florida thanks a lot auburn for making us all listen to that all off season uh now they play washington who is a real team unlike central florida and uh auburn is a two and a half point favorite in this game uh so clint i'll throw it over to you who do you like auburn washington it is a 330 eastern game it is happening right alongside the georgia game so you will need your dvrs uh well prepared to make sure that you are able to watch this game in its entirety because it's probably the best game of the weekend it is it's going to be one of the most competitive ones uh, give me the points and give me washington all day long uh, i am on record of saying washington will be winning this game outright so if i can get some action just on a straight up win i would take it um but give me the points give me the two and a half i think washington has an excellent offense returning and if you don't know much about washington recruiting which you shouldn't really however let me educate you just a bit they got some cats on defense that are stacked talent-wise. And so they lost a few guys. They lost their big D tackle, lost a couple safeties from previous years. But don't kid yourself, Washington can play D. They're stout, and they got a lot, a lot of firepower on offense. Gaskin's coming back. Um, quarterback, wide receiver, skill guys. So give me the points. Give me Washington. Yeah, I agree with you about the defense. I think when people in the South think about Washington, they just probably assume that this is a up-tempo, fast-paced, high-scoring team. Um, Washington's defense, I think, is legitimately good. Um, And I will say that this is the most captain obvious thing that anyone could say but it's it needs to be said especially in a season opener the edge in coaching goes in a landslide to washington <laughs> all right a, a landslide and in a season opener when you've had you know washington has probably been working on auburn for two weeks and auburn has probably been working on washington for two weeks we haven't been working on austin p for two weeks but these guys have been spending quite a bit of fall camp on each other so that coaching advantage makes a big difference all of that being said give me auburn minus two and a half mm-hmm. uh in mercedes-benz home virtual home game for auburn uh, listen, Washington's defense is good, and I, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. 
because Washington's defense is good. Yeah, I agree Auburn's with you on that one. defense is freaking good. Auburn's defense is legitimately scary. And I am banking on them being able to out-physical Washington at the point of attack. And that's not an SEC Pac-12 uh, comparison. That's a, this Auburn team versus this Washington team. I think Auburn's defensive front is among the best in the country. And so I'm going to say Miles Gaskin is really good. And he is really fast. He's faster than any player on Auburn's defense. Uh, SEC speed means nothing against no. Miles Gaskin. But if you win the line of scrimmage, then you don't ever let Miles Gaskin get out in space. You contain him. Maybe he breaks off one big one on you, but you contain him. You win the line of scrimmage. You're constantly pushing the pocket um, back on Browning. And I think Auburn edges Washington could be as close as a field goal could be like six or seven but give me auburn any any line that's under three you just got to pick the winner of the game and hope you don't get screwed on a bad beat you know what i'm saying yeah. like you can't so i think auburn's gonna win this game so i can't i can't bet on it being a one point win uh and take washington in the point so give me auburn minus the two and a half uh that being said, I'm not betting on this game. No, I'm I, sorry. I, I have no coin know. on this game do, at all. I do not know. I don't feel. I don't feel strongly about it. We're picking it because it's a game of interest. But uh, yeah, I'm not betting on this game. All right, we're going to stay with a SEC school and go Tennessee, West Virginia, Daniel. The uh, mm. fighting ex Butch Joneses and the current fighting Jeremy Pruitts are heading over West Virginia, and the line right now is ten and a half. Uh, West Virginia, Tennessee, it's ten and a half. Yes, okay, it's ten and a half. Uh, Daniel, who do you got? Um, man, I liked this line a lot better when it was 10. Uh, and I liked it a, a heck of a lot better when it was nine and a half earlier in the week. You got in yeah. early on this one at nine and a half with West Virginia. You like it. 10 and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm super nervous, but still yes. give me West Virginia. Give me West Virginia minus 10 and a half. Uh, look, this game makes me nervous. I'm not betting on it. I'll just say that. I'm going to say that right now. This is not a lock. This is not me advising you to place your hard-earned money on this game. This game makes me very nervous because here's the thing. Uh, as much as I wish this line were 9.5, this line seems crazy low. right? Tennessee's going to be bad. West Virginia could be good. Yeah. This line should be 16 or 17 maybe. All right? And whenever you see a line that looks crazy, that's because... The people who made that line, who make a lot of money to make that line, know something that you don't know. <laughs> and so it is dangerous to take what seems like an obvious no-brainer line. And that's kind of what this line seems like to me. Uh, right. So it makes me very nervous. But that being said, I just cannot see a scenario where Will Greer does not score every point he wants to score in this game. Right? I mean, how is Tennessee going to stop him? No, I think four touchdowns is not out of the question for Will Greer to throw this game. And I know Tennessee has recruited in the past some guys at defensive back and linebacker. Tennessee but I has got some I, players on their team. It's not like they don't have any talent. No, they do. Of course they team. do. 
But 10 and a half, I would also take Virginia and the points, or, or I would take Virginia to cover the points at 10 and a half. I don't think Tennessee is going to travel well. Uh, I think West Virginia knows they got their best shot to make a run at something this year with a quarterback and an offense that is returning some wideouts that are out of this world. Um, I just don't see Tennessee stopping any any play that West Virginia wants to impose on them. So here's how here's how I look at this game. Here's my here's my quick analysis. Look, you go with the team that has a unit that you know you can trust. West Virginia has one of those. You know you can trust West Virginia's offense. Tennessee has none of those. I can't tell you anybody. Yeah, you can't trust their offense. You can't trust their defense. You sure as heck can't trust West Virginia's defense. Now, don't get me wrong. No. But at least West Virginia has a unit that you right. feel like you can take to the bank that this they're going to be able to get done what they want to get done. And so you got to go with them. I mean, at 10, I think you take West Virginia, you're looking at a push at worst. At 10 and a half, you get a little bit more nervous, but still, this game could be 12, 13, 14, 16, 17. 21 point game. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to This be could get out of hand in the second half. I, well, it could. That's the possibility of this getting up to easy double digits or more pushing that kind of margin is very, very real. It's not out of the question. If this, game's, cl- if this game's close or if, Lord forbid, West Virginia were to lose this game to Tennessee, listen, it's not people are going to be losing their minds oh and people are going to be talking about how Tennessee is good. Listen, Tennessee's still going to lose six games at least this season, yeah. even if they win this game, which means if, if West Virginia loses this game, they're done. In they're done. They become irrelevant. Oh, people stop talking about yeah. them and relegate them to the loser pile. The last Absolutely. 50 games, Absolutely. Daniel, I'm, I'm going to, this isn't against the spread, but the last 50 games, Tennessee has played against top 25 teams. Do you want to know their record in the last 50 games played against top 25 teams? Gosh, is it 41 and 0? <laughs> no, that was oh, the score sorry, last that year. That was a different number. That, that was, was a, a different I was number. Of a different set of <laughs> No, numbers. that was sorry. a glorious game uh, a year ago. No. They are 8 and 42 against top Hello. 40 top 25 teams in the last Hello. 50 games. So, uh, all that's saying again, that's not the spread and we're betting but it tells me Tennessee doesn't show up for top tier teams, well, and it just tells you they're outmatched. It tells yes, you they're they're right. they're a garbage can of a program. So, which they certainly have been, uh, and I don't think yeah one one set of fall camp is not enough to turn that around for Jeremy no. Pruitt. Uh, all right, last game that we are picked last national game that we are picking before we get to the Georgia game and our lock of the week. Uh, let's talk about Miami and LSU, the old Sunday evening college football tilt. Uh, I believe this game is like seven Eastern on Sunday evening. Just glorious. There's nothing else on TV and you are just kicked back watching Mark Rick and Ed Orgeron battle it out. Golly. Hopefully there'll be a long interview with Ed Orgeron at halftime of this game. That could be the most entertaining thing that happens for LSU all season. I hope he talks for a long time. Uh, yeah, who you like? Who you like in this game, Clint? Those the line is three and a half. Miami minus three and a half, which means they are favored to win by three and a half points. Uh, who do you like? 
So I made a bet at the beginning, actually four months ago, I made a bet on this because I saw this line and I thought it was ludicrous and I thought it was going to go in the opposite direction. I put coin down on Miami plus one and a half four months ago. So I got points and I got Miami. That's a five point swing in that line. Five point swing in that line is ludicrous to me. So I I took them then and I'll still take them. I think Miami wins this game. And and if I get the points to do so, give me the points on Miami beating LSU. I believe in their talent and their coaching far above LSU's unidentifiable characteristic and coaching staff. (laughs) Give me, give me Miami. Yeah, I'm not, um, I have not bet this game. Um, it is only Wednesday night. Come Sunday, uh, it's the only game on TV. I'm just full disclosure. Sorry to my wife if she's listening. Uh, I'm betting. I'm going to bet this game on Sunday. Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to find a way to get something on this game. But uh, but yeah, give me Miami minus three and a half. Uh, my only fear in this game taking Miami minus three and a half and listen I'm not super high on Miami you're not going to hear me driving the Miami college football playoff bus or anything my only fear in this game is that LSU is going to find a way to slop it up because that is literally what LSU does in every game that they play Um, except for that one time in Sanford Stadium when there were 2,472 points scored um but we scored exactly 51% of them, so that's all that matters. If we won that's all game. we cared about. Um, yeah, that's my only fear in this game. Look, I'm not super high on Miami. I think they got lucky a lot last year. Yes. I think they, we've talked about this. I think they won some games at the end that they were really too close to call that they shouldn't have, that they maybe shouldn't have won. Uh, I think they don't have a quarterback, which makes me nervous. I think their defense will still be salty and opportunistic. Um, mm-hmm. I don't believe in the turnover chain or whatever that nonsense is, but I do think uh, their defense will still be salty. I don't think they have a quarterback, but here's the thing. Uh, I know LSU doesn't have a quarterback. Okay, so <laughs> They just I named that transfer kid coming in. Yeah, so... Now, that means who do I trust more right. to develop talent out of their unproven quarterback? Do I trust Mark Rick to get talent out of Malik Rogier, Or do I trust freaking Ed Orgeron to somehow squeeze talent out of Joe Burrows? Oh, my goodness. Guys. You know, Coach, Coach O, you know what I trust Coach O to do? Here, I, I do truly mean this. If I'm on a boat getting attacked by an alligator... Coach O is going to save me from that alligator. I trust him to do that. Outside of that, I don't know if there's much. I mean, Joe Burrow is probably a great guy. Sure. But I don't, I just don't have any faith. When they named that starting quarterback, I just thought, that's a, that's a white flag, man. They're just, they are going to try to win by generating 12 turnovers and, I don't know, but kicking yeah. a bunch of field goals. I suppose. I, I just don't know. I just give me Miami minus the three and a half. I'm very. I'm obviously. If you're a Georgia fan, it's Sunday night. There's nothing on TV. You got to watch this game. Watch you, this game. You have no idea who LSU is. You could think you do. That's what you I mean. Can be confident in Georgia to go to Baton Rouge and get a win, but you you want to see them. You need to see them. 
Yeah. I need so, to see Joe, and I need to see the running backs. I need to see the DBs. I need to see the high-ranking guys that got recruited there, how they're playing within the system, so that I know how to expect to attack them. Watch this yeah, game. Yeah, so look, you're talking about a neutral site game uh, with LSU against a team that, Georgia, you hope you're better than. Oh, so, word. Yeah, so let's just see what happens in this game uh, because we are going to be going to Tiger Stadium um, but hopefully yeah hopefully we'll we'll see that LSU is what we think they are or maybe if you're Georgia you're cheering for LSU to win because of strength I don't I don't buy into any of that nonsense no. I don't care about any of that you won't find us talking about that on this podcast like some weird loophole scenario where you have to cheer for nine teams because that helps the no just how about we just win? How about we just win our games and then we just watch the rest of the games and we pick the teams we think are going to win. So yep. that's what we're doing. That's it. All right, Daniel, uh, our game this weekend, Austin P comes into town and uh, we got to make up 43 points to cover wow. the spread. 43 Minus. points. Minus 43. Do we have um, – my son actually picked this game. Uh, do we have that audio of him? Picking this we game. do. This is Daniel's son picking yeah. the game, giving us he, some um, some hot take analysis on. He gets fired. He gets fired up about a few things, and so yeah, let's hear let's hear what he has to say, and then we'll come back with our. Well, picks. I think we're gonna beat them bad, as bad as one of the best games we played last year. Yes, zero to forty-one. Zero to forty. So that's your prediction for the score. Wait, but not forty-one. 59. 59. So even worse than we beat Tennessee last year. Mm-hmm. Even worse. So you're saying that you think Austin P is just a little bit worse than Tennessee? A lot worse. Oh, a lot worse. So um, you think it's going to be 59 to 0? Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think are going to make some good plays for us? Uh, Swift, of course, because we still, we still have him. But he was good, very from. From okay. Our new quarterback. Our new quarterback. Do you remember his name? Justin Fields is his name. Um, you think he's gonna get to play some? Uh, if Ron like, yeah, if Ron like cuts himself or something, like cuts himself a little bit, mm-hmm. like one that'll. One that will only last for like six days or so. Maybe he can take over for from okay. for a tiny bit. Like if he gets a fish hook stuck in himself or something. Oh, oh yes. I really think Tyler Clark is going to is going to take on three people this time. He can push three people. Wow. Uh, three offensive linemen, huh? Yes. How many how many times do you think Tyler Clark's gonna hit the quarterback? Uh I don't know, maybe fifty. Maybe fifty sacks. Okay. Which would probably be all the times that that, that they that they just say they just say hut and then here comes Tyler Clark. Boom you're down, 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 and on and on and on until the game's over. That sounds reasonable to me. All right. All right, so 
that's that's the analysis. It's it's Tyler good. Clark. It's it's Tyler Clark. It's uh, it's it's Jake from maybe a little Justin Fields sprinkled in there. You never know what's you gonna never happen. Apparently, Austin P is only slightly worse than Tennessee, but uh, prove me wrong. Yeah, listen, we're favored by forty-three in this game. We beat Tennessee last year by forty-one, and that was on the road. So mm, you say what you will. Uh, All right, Georgia minus forty-three. I don't know how to pick these games. I wouldn't bet on this game if you put a gun to my head. I don't need nope. that kind of a stress in my life. I just want to watch Georgia play football and be happy. Uh, if I had to bet on this game, of course, I'd take Georgia minus the 43. I mean, but you never know what's going to – I mean, it just says weird scenarios can happen. I don't touch 40, this game with any points is a lot to beat somebody by. So that's a lot of points for anybody. You this these are the type of things as you're looking down the sheet of point spreads during the week, you look for this number against any two teams and you try to convince yourself that a team will will easily stay within that threshold. I think Georgia outclasses Austin P by huge margin, clearly, but forty three points is something that I I don't want any part of. All right, so we got to find something. This is a point every week where we'll obviously we'll pick the Georgia game every week. We'll give you our thoughts and analysis on this game. There's not much to talk about, Georgia fan. We're not gonna we're not gonna insult your intelligence no. by breaking down Austin P's depth chart or um, or you know what we're not Kirby Smart, so we don't have to pretend that we respect what they do. Uh, <laughs> they have a standard. To, to Daniel and I don't have that same standard. Correct. Gosh, Kirby Kirby broke out the standard speech this week in the presser, and I just, I I almost ran through a wall right there in my living room because absolutely. Whew, I can't wait. Um, so what, what what is it that we're looking for in this game, Clint? What do you want to talk about as it relates to this game? Yeah, what what would be the one thing that would need to happen, Daniel, during this game that going forward? you felt you could take away something and feel confident in it and apply it to other games. What's that one thing that you need to see happen that would make you feel good going forward? I mean, no injuries is the obvious is the obvious answer. That's yeah. like, let's just get it out there. Let's just don't, nobody get hurt in this game. All right, like we're, we don't need a repeat. I mean, dog fans, you know, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. 2008, number one team in the country, first game of the year. We win by a wide margin. We're playing a nobody, but down goes left tackle. First game of the year, and uh, season season really wasn't the same. I'm not saying that was the reason that the season wasn't the same, but it was. It didn't it was, an, it was an omen of uh, some things to come. Let's just get out of there with no injuries. But but in all seriousness, there's not much that you can take away from a game like this. Now, like, you know, two years ago, week three, wasn't, was it week three? Nickel State, was that week three? Yeah, so two years ago, Nickel State, obviously there's some there were some takeaways from that game. We learned that day, Georgia wasn't good at football no. in 2016. And, and you thought maybe after that game, like, oh, well, maybe it was this or maybe it was this and maybe there was this factor and whatever. But you, what you saw that day is that we weren't good at football. We were not. Uh, in that year. But 
we don't expect that to happen. Georgia fan will be back on this podcast, weeping openly into the microphone if it does. But I don't think there's much you could take away from this game. Here's the things I want. I want no injuries. I want for no quarterback to be touched at any point in this game. And I want no obvious bust in coverage in the secondary. I want. I I'm want sorry. No, I just. I just shivered. I just yeah. shivered. I just. It's the first game. It wouldn't be the end of the world if there was a bust. And this is why you don't bet Georgia minus forty three. By the way, because all it takes is one bust, and all of a sudden they've got seven points, and now we got to hang fifty on them just to push. Like let's don't. Yeah. So no busts in coverage, no quarterbacks touched, and no injuries. That's, I'll be. I'll be happy just to get done. Uh, the one takeaway that makes me feel good going forward is I want to know, I want to know how Jawan Taylor plays in this game. Interesting, Jawan Taylor. That's what I want to know because here's what it's going to tell First me. First mention on the pod for Jawan Taylor. Welcome to the podcast. Talking Welcome dogs. to the podcast. Jawan Taylor made it. In, inside linebacker. No, it's our reports are he's running with Monty Rice. There's going to be a rotation between. Yeah, he's in that four man group. He's, he's in, in the four group. group for sure. He's going to get a lot of PT. Lots. And I want to see just how much he dominates a lesser talent in Austin P. Because okay. if he's able to step on somebody's okay. throat and just unrelent on it, we know some other guys can do that. But if, if he can, I feel a lot more comfortable about our ability to do that long term over the okay. season. That there, there might be an inside backer that we're not going to replace the productivity of just one guy with one other guy it's going to be a unit mentality and i want to see that unit be able to carry something so flash a lot for me dominate some some guard put him on his backside and stiffen up some running back just make his spine go tingly with a hit that's what i want to see all right well hopefully we see that um uh, it'll be interesting i'm sure we'll have talking points coming out of the game yeah for monday's episode of the podcast going into the game there's not a lot specific to say but um yeah there'll be so many that's why you watch this game as a georgia fan to see justin fields to see tyson campbell to see uh monty rice and juan taylor and to see mecole again and to see robertson and to see, you know there's so many guys that it'll just be exciting to watch play football james cook elijah holyfield there's so i mean there's a million we could literally go through this is why you watch this game to see those guys flash and to see um not necessarily what they're going to bring you this season because you can't really learn that but to see just to watch them play football and to be able to get yourself excited about what week two will be an epic an epic uh epically exciting game let's hope uh All right. so daniel this next part so those are the games we got three georgia game now daniel and i are gonna put our namesake we're, we're recording this we're putting this out for the world to see and to hear just how confident daniel and i are for our locks of the week so these are the teams that we feel so confident in that we are putting our name on and saying if you go to the bank go to bank with these games so that's right with no that's right. no further ado i welcome the locks of the week segment Oh, gosh. Intern Michael is going to be tracking all of our picks throughout the season. But these, this is the one we really care about because this is the one we're explicitly telling you, take our advice, 
you won't regret it. And that's maybe something we need to make very explicitly clear. Daniel and I, with our locks of the week, part of locks of the week is we are required. We we have integrity, people. So when we put our name on something, we're going to follow through. We are actually putting money down on these games that we call locks of the week. So if you do so as well, just know you're you're losing money with us or you're gaining money with us. So that's one of the requirements for our locks of the week. Again, apologize to our wives for for our for our compulsive gambling but they 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 know who we are daniel they They know know, they know they know who we are uh so daniel uh you got a lock of the week for me yeah i'll go first i'm excited to go first here's what i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you the akron zips plus 26 at nebraska people yes he did yes i did look it's scott frost's first game in nebraska and i don't know if you know this or not but scott frost is the greatest football coach in the history of football coaching ever he is to be the created. greatest man in the history of humanity he led the national champion ucf uh-huh. knights who only had 21 arms on defense last year. So that's a real stat. Just to be clear, they had 11 dudes and only 21 arms. Real stat, Pete. You do the math. Scott Frost is the greatest human who has ever humaned. Uh, and listen, but the Nebraska hype train because of Scott Frost oh, is come off on. the freaking rails, people. All right. And so I'm not saying that Nebraska is not going to be better than they were last year. And I'm not saying that Nebraska might not upset someone this year. Okay. Yeah. Listen, watch out, Wisconsin. Watch out, Michigan. Watch Don't out sleep some on of these other Big Ten teams because Wisconsin, because Nebraska may very well uh, pump somebody off the college football playoff trajectory. But look, this is game one, and there is just so much hype let me tell you about akron akron had a freshman quarterback who came on second half of last season all right uh he did he played really well in a couple of games he did okay. not play so well in other games but he was a true freshman he's an athletic guy but he's a he's a passing quarterback as well as a running quarterback. he's true dual threat he's not a runner but he is an okay. athletic guy they got a couple weapons on offense back they got one of their running backs back they got one of their big time wide receivers back they have their entire defense back from last year which let's full disclosure wasn't particularly good okay. <laughs> their defense consistency but, is key except they forced a ton of turnovers last year okay so they they had a bend and then turn the ball over type of defense. Which look, Walk on us need, until I take the ball away from you defense. All I love they it. need is a couple of those turnovers. Did I mention to you the line is 26 points, people? This is such an inflated line. Nebraska is better. They will win this game easily. Okay? They will win the game easily. But they but. will not cover 26. Give me the zips plus 26 and lock it up clint lock of the week from daniel you got the akron zips 94 percent i just checked again 94 percent of the public is betting on nebraska minus 26 that's how much hype train is it is rolling and listen if you know anything about 
Vegas. That means that Las Vegas is cheering for Akron. Yes. Yet the line is only barely moving because Las Vegas wants to cheer for Akron, guys. And if if you're cheering for the same team that Las Vegas is cheering for, I don't know if you know how they build those big flashy buildings with all the lights, but they do it with all your money. So you want to be on the side that Vegas is on, and I think Akron is the side that Vegas is on. That's fantastic, Daniel. Um, I love we got the zips worked in to betting week one. That makes me take, so thrilled. It didn't take long for us to get for us to get some hard action on the zips. Yep. Because um, uh, I looked at this game. It's a great. It's a great line. I agree. Nebraska's got a true freshman kid who had committed to one school, decommitted, came back to Scott Frost at Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah. I mean, like a, they're starting a true freshman three star quarterback, Clint. It's not. It's a. That's real life. That's real life. That's real I, and I'm sure life. Martinez is a good. Can throw the ball some yardage, but have uh, you seen not, him? Though? Have you seen well, a I picture of him? I haven't. Is he? Is he kind of a frail looking kid? <laughs> he's. He's a sickly looking kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, right. I did a lot of research on this game because it's my yeah. lock of the week. Uh, he's a sickly looking dude. He. He is. I'm going to give him 142 pounds, maybe, in pads. Uh, he's a... Ugh. So, so what you're telling me is, me is Scott Frost shot. is outlifting him right now in the Scott weight room. Scott Frost is outlifting, is outlifting a the lot defensive of people. ends on that team. But give me one good shot with a middle linebacker of Akron, whose name escapes me at the moment. But give me one good shot with him right in the midsection of old Martinez. Yeah. Okay. All right, who you got? Who's your lock of the week? So here are some other games. I'm not my lock is going to come at the end of this list, but here are some games that if I were you, I would look into greatly. I would look into Texas Maryland at 13 and a half spread. It's up I to 14. Look, it's oh okay. See that it's it's coming back because at 13 and a half when I saw it, I was I was taking Texas in a big way. Uh, Maryland is in disarray. Daniel disagrees. No, at 14, I'm still taking Texas. I You're disagree okay. with you backing off of that play. Well, I, sorry. I, I'm saying what think, is written on my sheet. For, yeah, you're right. 14, a half point, 14, two touchdowns. doesn't really matter. But Texas is going to come rolling in. They got embarrassed last year. Maryland's in disarray. Tom Herman wants to prove a point. Texas is looking good. I wanted to go with that lock, and, and, I, and I almost did. I will also uh, say that's, that's a game you should bet on. You should bet on that game. But since... Tom Herman is, is under some interesting investigation as well and some notoriety and still Texas can't develop a quarterback to save his life. You know, that, that that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, I would look into, if I were you, Arizona BYU. Arizona oh, no. f- favored by 11 and a half. Uh, they got an all-world sprinter back there running with the football. BYU last year, three and seven against the spread, but only one and four when they were given nine points or more. They were an underdog by they they went one and four. Okay. Against that spread. McGee. Okay. I'm bringing the people what they want. I see you. I'm bringing those people what they want, but I'm not taking that. My luck. My lock of the week starts off with a team that I have learned to hate because of their quarterback that was on the team last year and because of the coach and because I loved the Rose Bowl in every facet. Wow. Oklahoma is playing Florida Atlantic University. Oh, no. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm starting to brace myself. <laughs> hey, hey, the lock of the week. I, did you know Florida Atlantic running back last year led all players in touchdowns oh, last did. year? I okay, did. you knew that. You knew that Lane Kiffin, while he can't do anything to save his life, does a couple things well, and that is offensive game plan somebody else to death. I Lane Kiffin's a horrible. Give me 21 and give me Florida Atlantic University as my lock of the week. Yes, I'm starting off with a bang. Locking up FAU and the Lane. Clint is on the Lane train all aboard. All aboard. I, I am so, I am sick of hearing of Oklahoma. Uh, the kid who is a quarterback is apparently better at baseball than he is football because he says so himself. He wants to be signed by the Oakland A's instead of pursue a career in football. That tells me something about the kid. Uh, I watched their defense last year. Uh, I don't need to know anything else about it. I know what what the coaching staff and what that team's all about. And I think 21 points is ludicrous. I don't think FAU wins this game, but they keep it within 21 because who they're not going to stop Lane Kiffin and his two-headed attack on offense. They're just not going to do it. So give me a shootout all day long with 21 points. This is a game. I, I, hey, I love it. I love what you're bringing to the people. I I would not touch that game. I looked. I mean, I obviously looked at it as a very. It's it's a line that jumps out at you because FAU gets a lot of love because of what happened last year. I'm a little down on FAU this year, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think they're going to find the magic in a bottle. I think. I think Lane might have missed a window to get out of there last year. Yeah, that uh, that he did do. You're right. So, uh, while I agree with you that Oklahoma's defense is among the worst in the history of organized sports, uh, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know if I can get by it. But hey, that's not. It's not for me to judge. It, we'll, we'll let the games do the judging because you have just staked your name on it don't feel good right no that that don't feel good i'm gonna tell you what right now that feels really gross actually now the more that i think about reputation yeah it's staked with a man that i wouldn't even let in my home so that's Uh, disgusting uh let me let me throw in a couple more games that i am watching keenly uh and by keenly i mean with my dollars um i am all about navy minus 11 against hawaii Give me Navy. They are going to run all over Hawaii. There's some reaction from what Hawaii did to Colorado State. Don't overreact, people. uh, That's a fool's errand. Navy is not Colorado State. Navy runs a well-oiled machine on offense, and they're just going to bulldoze Hawaii. And they'll be ready for a little bit of what they saw on tape from Hawaii. Uh, also, Hawaii has to play a game before they play Navy, which is a huge disadvantage because now they have to go play the triple option. So, give me Hawaii minus eleven. I think that's that's safe. If you can somehow get in on uh, when's Western Michigan Syracuse? Is that Friday night? That's Friday night. Yeah. So by the time you're hearing this, you should be able to get some action on it. I love Western Michigan plus five and a half. It's a home game against Syracuse plus five and a half. Uh, look, I think Syracuse might be better than they have been, but almost like to to win the game, to win the bet, losing by five at home to Syracuse. Western Michigan is not that much worse than Syracuse. Um, so 
I'm into that game. Uh, I'm also a little bit into Troy, plus 10 against Boise State. It's a little anti-Boise State play. I think Boise State, that's a home game also, by the way, for Troy. The, uh, and so I'm a little I'm a little anti. I think Boise State's getting a, quite a bit of love to go on the road week one and win by more than 10. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm a, I'm a little bit on that. But So there you have it. Those are our locks of the weeks. Akron plus 26, FAU plus 21. We got two big fat dogs on opening weekend. <laughs> That's how betting works, people. This is what it's all about. This is the glory of being a fan and you putting some... Go, you got to go find those lines and go take them. Um, uh, all right, let's get away from betting. Let's just, let's just get back to being a college football fan. Uh, let's 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 get out of here by talking about just what are what are the must see games for you this weekend. Let's go time slot by time slot. Can we do that? You want to go like let's go let's go Thursday night games for the people that are listening to this before the Thursday. What what are you what's your must see TV on Thursday? Well, we already said it. Purdue Northwestern is going to be my must see. Yeah. I'm going to be watching that game. That's hands down what I'm watching tomorrow night. Absolutely. It's Purdue Northwestern. Uh, don't sleep on New Mexico State at Minnesota. Oh, Guys. by the way, also, also, Guys. if you want to still find some action on that, if you can get them at 21 points is the dog that New Mexico State was at when I saw it. That's yeah. overreaction theater right there. Don't yeah. come on. I also I also have some of my uh, hard earned money on New Mexico State plus 21. New Mexico State plus uh, at Minnesota, Northwestern Purdue. What about Friday? Uh, you got Friday slate in front of you. What are you watching on Friday besides Syracuse at Western Michigan, which is obviously uh, marquee. That's not must-see TV for me. No, no I'm passing on I mean, that. It is, depending on how much you got on the game. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't got the slate in front of me. What are some games that are going on? Uh, I mean, it, Army at Duke is probably the best game. On uh, Army's going to be good this year. Army's going to be Army's probably going to be the best uh, academy school this year, and so for them to go to do, I mean that's a game Army could win uh, this year. So Army at Duke is a game you you get to see Wisconsin for the first time on Friday night, so that might be worth watching. Western Western Kentucky at Wisconsin, San Diego State goes to Stanford, uh, and then you got Colorado Colorado State. So. Georgia fans, if you're holding out hope that Mike Bobo might do something this year, we'll see how he performs against Colorado, who that's a far superior team. Yeah. That's your time. Uh, that's your time uh, to shine. Uh, early kicks at on Saturday. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll be watching Oklahoma, Florida Atlantic because I just made my lock yeah. of the week. So we all nine, will be watching Oklahoma, Florida Atlantic now. Clint. <laughs> yep. I'm thinking of you. I'm um, thinking of me uh, as as halftime goes, thirty six nothing. Right. <laughs> Texas Maryland though. Texas Maryland is probably the marquee game in that early time slot. Don't sleep on Ole Miss Texas Tech though. The the noon kick. Uh, Ole Miss Texas Tech could be a sleep like a sleepy good game. That's a that could be an evenly matched game. Uh, that could be fun to watch. Uh, middle slate of games. Obviously, we're going to be watching the Georgia game. We know that. Obviously, Auburn, Wisconsin, or Auburn, Washington is on, and then Tennessee, West Virginia is also on. Georgia got scheduled at a really bad in a really bad slot. Uh, Real bad slot. Week. If you got some DVR space, if you're recording multiple things, don't forget as well, 12.30 kickoff my time, uh, 3.30 East Coast time, Washington State, Wyoming, and you know how Daniel and I love Wyoming defense, so we watch now, that. We have gone full full 
Wyoming fangirl on this 100%. podcast. We are we we are beating the drum for Wyoming. I actually have them to beat Washington State straight up. I actually took them. I took uh, action on that as well this week. So, uh, late games on Saturday. What do you like? I mean, there's there's Michigan Notre Dame, which seven thirty kickoff East Coast that's time. The big, that's the game, big one for sure. Um, you might be interested in. Uh, I mean, your your game Nebraska Akron kicks off a little bit after yeah, that. Everyone will be uh, scouting everybody's up, the zips, right? But Arizona BYU only because. I think Arizona is going to upset a lot of people this year, and that is after the the kickoff. That's at seven forty five West Coast time, ten forty five. Again, get your DVR set, people. That's right. Uh, Obviously, you're going to be watching Alabama Louisville um, at least for a quarter and a half or so. Um, yeah, and then yeah, that Arizona BYU game. That's the late game, and then one game each on Sunday and Monday. Those are both must see TV: Miami, LSU, and then Virginia Tech, Florida State. Daniel, have you seen? I've seen a lot of people take action on VTech against Florida State and the points. I've seen a lot of people make that bet, and I don't know what they're doing. No way would I. T- if I were going to put money on this game, and full disclosure, again, apologies to my wife, it's the only game on TV on Monday. I'm going to bet on this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Florida State. Um, minus whatever it is whatever it is giving yes whatever but the fact that virginia tech is ranked 20 right now i think i mean i think your average joe better is going to look at this and say virginia tech's 20 florida state is 19 and virginia tech's getting seven and a half eight points yeah like surely they're about the same type of team florida state is an ultra talented performed really below expectations last horribly year horribly coached last year team but but they have so much talent i mean cam Akers versus virginia tech i would i would make a pick em game just and, one and on nobody one. nobody tell me that cam Akers isn't good you desperately wanted him to come to uga and just because he's in another uniform don't tell me he's not good that kid is talented as all yeah i like i like um I mean, heck, we'll have another podcast out before that game comes out, so we might be we, we might oh. talk about that on the next uh, on the next episode. Depending on how our locks go, we might have some tune, more cash to go. Tune, tune to in go next time. That. Tune in next time on Talking Ducks. Uh, all right, well, that's it. That's it for us. This was a this is our first picks episode. We will do this every uh, Thursday. Every well, our goal is to get this out on Thursday by Thursday evening, so it's out for you on Friday. Um, we'll do this every week of the season. We'll be picking locks all season. We will be taking it to the bank. We'll be cashing checks, and uh, hope you'll come along for the ride. So, again, uh, give us a rating, review, subscribe. Uh, we appreciate all those things. Tell a friend about the podcast as the season gets started. Have a great time at your tailgate. Enjoy Sanford Stadium for us. And we will talk to you guys after the games are over. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and 
Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.